You are now listening to Strong in the Saddle, a weekly podcast with the goal to help you get strong in the saddle and maximize your potential as a rider and horse person. Whether you're someone who is looking to make the finals as a professional barrel racer, a dressage rider hoping to advance to the next level, or a recreational rider who just enjoys their horses away from the competition arena, I am here to help you be the best that you can be, both in and out of the saddle, in and out of the competition arena. If you're ready to improve your health and fitness so that you can be the best that you can be for your horse, then you're in the right place. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Strong in the Saddle. I'm your host, Katrina. And before we get rolling, if you could please, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. It helps to get the podcast out to other people who might otherwise not see it and just lets me know that there are actually people on the other side of this microphone who like what I have to say. Um, And just a reminder that this podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional And do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided on this episode or any other episode of the podcast is solely at your own risk. All right. Well, greetings from Katrina of the past. I am recording this episode in early February. So for those of you who don't know... I am an accountant, I'm a CPA, and I work in a public accounting office here in Canada, and from mid to late February until April 30th, we are in tax season, and I end up working a pile of hours, and I have barely enough time to brush my own hair, let alone record and produce podcast episodes, so in starting in December or so, I start coming up with ideas for the podcast to get me through tax season. And then here up leading up into tax season, I try to batch record all of the episodes up until April 30th. So that is what I am doing today. And today is the last episode before the end of tax season. So Katrina of right now, um, on the day that you're listening to this, she is probably extremely tired. I, and probably definitely waiting for May 1st so that she can be outside instead of in front of a computer and, you know, playing with her horse and actually getting some fresh air. So that is the situation. I will say that for next week's episode, It's probably going to be more of an off-the-cuff episode, not really um, pre-prepared. It'll probably be an update on my goals as far as being strong in the saddle, where I'm at with my horses, and all of that good stuff. So it'll probably be a bit of a 
funner, just chat, catch up type of an episode because I don't, I will have the mental bandwidth for anything more than that by the time that podcast episode needs to be released. So for those of you listening, please send your prayers my way in the final days of tax season. Okay, so this episode for today is meant to be sort of a strength training 101 for those of you who are wanting to get strong in the saddle. If you want to feel more stable in the saddle, if you want to feel like more of an athlete when you ride, if you want to feel more in control of your body and how you cue your horse, then you're in the right place. I talk in, I'm sure, almost every episode about the importance of strength training, but I don't think I've ever really broken it down for those of you who are completely new to strength training. So that's what we're going to do in this week's episode. I get it that being a, a beginner at something comes with a whole smorgasbord of emotions. You might be excited because you've heard about the difference that strength training can make. You might be nervous because you have no idea where to start. Or maybe you're scared because you don't want to hurt yourself when you're lifting weights. Uh, if you're like some people, you maybe you're just concerned that you're going to look like an idiot. Fair enough. <laughs> Whatever it is, I am here for you. I will support you through any and all of those concerns and emotions. I want to help you succeed in your quest to becoming strong in the saddle. I want you to enjoy the process and get the best results that you can while helping to mitigate any issues that might pop up along the way. Before we get too far into this, let's just kind of give a broad definition of strength training so we know exactly what we're talking about here. I would say in a broad stroke, strength training is anything sort of training that challenges your body through resistance. And that resistance can be generated in any number of ways. You could have resistance from weights, from bands, from machines, or even just your body weight. So with that being said, obviously something like a barbell squat where you load a barbell with weight on your back is going to fall into the strength training category. But so is something like a push-up. In that case, your body weight is acting as the resistance challenging your muscles to push that weight away from the floor. And I think that acknowledging that you can strength train with even just your body weight is going to make this whole thing a lot less intimidating. If I told some of you that you needed to go into the gym, load up a barbell and do barbell back squats, you might run in the opposite direction. Maybe not, but you might. But if I told you you could start with air squats where you're just squatting with yourself, that's a lot more beginner friendly and is definitely a great place to start if you are completely new to this game. 
a lot of people ask me why they should even bother with strength training. They don't want to look like a bodybuilder is what I get. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you that there are so, so many benefits and reasons why you should strength train. Obviously, it helps with muscle growth and increases strength in those muscles. And of course, that can definitely help with your riding. If you are stronger, you're going to have a much easier time keeping up with your horse while riding and controlling your legs, arms, and seat so that you're able to cue your horse exactly how you want to at just the right time. But it also has the benefit of increasing your bone strength and the integrity of your connective tissues. And that's a benefit that obviously extends beyond improving your riding. As we get older, bone strength decreases. And unfortunately, many people, especially women, develop things like osteoporosis as they age. That puts you at a huge risk of breaking bones, which can be incredibly hard to recover from if you're older. Strength training has the benefit of increasing your metabolism. On a pound-for-pound basis, muscle burns more calories than the same weight in body fat would. That means that even if you aren't working out, your body is going to burn more calories at rest if you are a more muscular person. I don't know about you, but the thought of being able to eat more without actually doing anything is enticing. Uh, Strength training also helps to reduce the rate of injury. This might seem contradictory because I think a lot of people associate strength training with injury. Lifting all that weight, you know, surely you're going to get hurt. But that's actually not the case. Assuming you are using proper form and an appropriate amount of weight, you are not putting yourself at extra risk of injury by strength training. And in fact, strength training helps you to avoid injury. A stronger body is a more resilient body. A weak body is an injury prone to, or a weak body is injury prone. So part of this is just because you're now stronger. But I think that strength training can also reduce your risk of injury in day-to-day life because it teaches you how to move your body with proper form in a way that ensures you're not going to hurt yourself, whether that be properly picking up a square bale off the ground or tossing a saddle onto your 16-hand high horse. Strength training can translate directly to your real life. Because you are regularly practicing functional movements in a controlled environment, you're going to be much more able to properly do those movements out in the real world. So yeah, there's lots of reasons to strength training. Uh, I guess there's also the reason that strength training makes you look good. Most guys want to look jacked and most girls want to look toned and sculpted. Strength training can achieve those goals. Your arms will be shapely, your glutes will be nice and round, Uh, you might even get a six-pack peek through if you're lean enough. I know that's a pretty vain reason to strength train, but hey, if it motivates you, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So hopefully I've convinced you 
that you should strength training. But the question arises as to how often should you strength train? I get that some people really don't have a lot of time that they commit can commit to a workout routine. I understand. For most beginners, doing something two to three times a week is going to be completely sufficient to see increases in muscle and strength and to fully realize the benefits that I just talked about. By doing sessions two to three times a week, you are allowing for adequate recovery time, assuming those workouts are on non-consecutive days. And so that allows you to go into your next workout feeling fresh, ready to go. But like I said, seeing improvements in your fitness and all that good stuff. What should you do during those workouts that you've now scheduled two or three times a week? Ideally, if you're starting out completely new with this, you would hire a coach. (laughs) An online coach is great. An in-person coach is even better. An in-person coach will ensure that you're using proper technique with the exercises and that you're pushing yourself to an appropriate amount in your sets. An online coach can be good too. For example, many online coaches will do form assessments virtually to make sure you are doing your exercises correctly, but really there is nothing like an in-person session when you're first getting started. Additionally, in an ideal world, that coach would develop your overall workout program for you. They would take your current situation and your goals into consideration to develop an overall plan that will hopefully get you to achieve those goals. That's in an ideal world, but I get that that's not always possible. For some people, hiring a coach is out of their budget. I get it. For some people, they don't have a gym with a personal trainer close to their house. Totally understand. So with that being said, I just wanted to run through a few general things that you should do in any given workout. You should always warm up before your workouts. More specifically, you should be doing a dynamic warm up. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. It's not going to see you doing stretches where you stretch and hold that stretch. Instead, you're going to be continually moving your body. The purpose of the warm-up is to get your body primed for the workout and the specific movements that you will be doing in that workout. So, for example, if I'm going to be doing a lower body workout, I would likely start by either going for a brisk walk or doing a bit of cycling on a stationary bike Then I might do some air swings, I might do some air squats and whatnot to get those legs primed for movement. I'm not holding any stretches. I'm just making sure that my body can move through a full range of motion that I want it to during my actual working sets. Looking for mobility, for stability, and just activation within those muscles. And it shouldn't take too long. You know, five to ten minutes is fine. Once you're past the warm-up, you can get into the actual meat and potatoes of your workout. 
If you're listening to this particular episode, I'm going to assume that you are a beginner. And for beginners, I usually recommend full body workouts. It's the best way to maximize your time. And by doing compound movements that recruit multiple joints and large muscles, it means that you are mimicking movements that you will be doing in real life, whether that be on your horse, in the barn, or whatever else in your day-to-day life. I always get my clients to start off with those bigger compound movements. And I usually, if you're doing a full body workout, I'll usually start with a leg movement because they take so much more energy. So that could be something like a squat or a deadlift. And there's tons of variations within those two exercises. Bodyweight squats, Romanian deadlifts, like there's so many variations of a squat and a deadlift. You can just YouTube variations of the squat and deadlift and you'll see. In your full body workout, you're also going to do some sort of a push movement. You know, think like a push up or an overhead press and a pull movement. So like a pull up or a back row. And again, tons of variations within those. I would recommend doing maybe five exercises per workout and then doing multiple sets of each exercise. I wouldn't do more than three sets per exercise. Once you get past three sets, you're likely going to start getting fatigued, which can lead to improper form and injury, or at the very least, you might not be working at a high enough intensity to really be doing much for the amount of time that you're putting in. Oh, and I guess I should go through some basic definitions. A rep is one count of an exercise. So for example, squatting down and standing back up again is one rep of a squat. You will do multiple reps in a set. So a set is just a block of reps done continuously. So if you do did 10 reps of a squat and then took a break, that is one set. Since most of you who are listening are likely looking to get a bit stronger while also putting on some muscle, I recommend doing somewhere between 8 to 12 reps per set. This is the best range if you are wanting to gain some muscle and a bit of strength. As for the amount of weight that you want to use, that is going to depend on each exercise. You just want to try and pick a weight that will allow you to get within those 8 to 12 reps. I want you to get to, say, 10 reps and know that you can't do another rep without compromising your form or otherwise not being able to do a proper rep. So that's going to take some time to learn as a beginner. Most beginners really suck (laughs) at judging how much weight they should lift and how hard they should be pushing themselves. That's why I tell beginners to try and go to failure because even though it feels really hard, you likely aren't pushing to failure and could probably do a few more sets or a few more reps, sorry. You just want it to feel intense and hard in those last couple of reps. Once you are done your set, you can rest. 
Rest until you feel like you have recovered from that last set. For squats, this may take a couple of minutes, three minutes. For other smaller movements, like say a bicep curl, it could take as little as 30 seconds. So listen to your body and rest accordingly. Once you're rested, get back into your next set. As you gain strength and muscle, the weights that you've been using for each exercise will start to feel easier. You'll be ready to increase your load when you feel like instead of completing two more reps, you could do five more reps. Increase your weight slowly and in small increments as often as you can so you're always challenged. I don't want to see you using 10-pound dumbbells on a shoulder press for 10 reps for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. If that's the case, you're not pushing yourself. You need to try and get one or two more reps every single every single workout session, especially if you're a beginner. Newbie gains are, it's more than reasonable to think you can get an extra rep every workout. Um, after you've performed an exercise for about four weeks, or when you feel confident in your technique with that exercise, you could try a more challenging variation. Do not change your workouts any sooner than every four weeks. Part of strength training is getting the technique down, and that takes time, just like it takes time to learn to play the piano or ride a bicycle. It's a skill that requires practice. Switching your workouts up all of the time is not going to get you results. Forget about muscle confusion and all of that nonsense on the internet. Stick to your exercises and gradually try to get better and better at them every time you're working out. As a beginner, there is zero pressure to be amazing at this right away. Take your time with getting to know your strength training routine and equipment that's new to you. Know that each time you work out, you are gaining valuable practice. Everyone was a beginner at one point, and it's no different than learning to ride a horse. At first, you might feel completely uncomfortable, like you have no clue what you are doing, and you just want to quit. Please don't. Continue working at it, and I promise that it gets better. So that's kind of the basic workout in a strength training program. You have your warm-up, and then you have your sets, probably a five different exercises, three sets per exercise. That's a very, very basic breakdown and a very basic description of what weight to use. Like I said, if you're brand new to this, a coach is going to be invaluable for you. You don't need to hire them for a long time, but for these initial months and getting you off on the right foot, there's no Hiring a coach in that situation is invaluable. Trust me, it's worth every penny. If you have any questions about strength training, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help you out. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Strong in the Saddle. I'd be more than happy to answer any of your questions. I'm also looking for clients to take on to coach in regards to nutrition and training. So if that interests you, please let me know. And like I said, next week I will be 
on the other side of tax season, which is exciting. So, um, yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys then. And until next week, remember, it's always a good day to ride.